Honorable President, Honorable Speakers of Parliament, Honorable Members, Ladies and Gentlemen, we thank you, Honorable President, for the opportunity to take part in this general debate. Our founding president, as alluded by the colleague from Armenia, President Mandela said, no one is born hating another person because of the color of his skin or his background or his religion. People learn to hate, and if they can learn to hate, they can be taught to love, for love comes more naturally to the human heart than its opposite. This profound truth about humanity articulated by President Mandela is so relevant and central today, particularly as the IPU seeks answers to the exponential growth of strife, hatred, conflict, and wars that are characterizing the world. The chosen theme for the debate, promoting peaceful coexistence and inclusive societies, fighting intolerance, bears fundamental relevance to the work of parliaments. In the context of a democracy, parliaments should represent the aspirations of all their respected societies, united in their diversity. It is this cardinal character of parliament that makes it a true representative of the people and therefore the foremost defender of democracy and its institutions. As President Mandela urged the world to teach people to love as it comes naturally to our hearts, we as parliamentarians bear the responsibility as premier institutions of our respective societies to be the teachers of love. If the evaluative report tells us that we are at the lowest ebb in 15 years in respect of peaceful coexistence in the world, we must speak truth to ourselves by asking the unpalatable question, how could this undesirable trend emerge and grow right under our noses as world parliamentarians? We know very well that peaceful existence in society is fundamental for human development, progress and prosperity, and therefore must hold ourselves accountable for these outcomes and seek ways to arrest and reverse these trends. Honorable President, history has already showed us the reality we ought to accept, which is that without unity and cohesion, societies stagnate and even retrogress as they channel their focus and energy on that which divides them. This is one of the biggest challenges we face in modern society. Unfortunately, the problem is that it's also compounded by those who have a deliberate agenda to perpetuate strife and divisions in order to benefit their self and sectoral interests at the expense of other nations. Mr. President, given our painful history of both colonialization and apartheid in South Africa, we know too well the devastating effects of intolerance, exclusion, and systematic divisions as outlived experiences. After fighting against polarization of our society for over three decades, we then learned that in order to save our society and focus our people on the rebuilding of a better future, we must stop the war and unite our people. We had to build the necessary conditions for them to stop talking past one another, to feel that they belonged, they mattered, and they can be heard. 
We set an example for our people and the world that intolerance is only born from a feeling of exclusion and an unfounded fear of one another. What we succeeded in doing was to at least convince our people that our country belongs all to all of them and that they should take part in finding solutions to its problems. Once we did that, however, we also realized that, of course, following the end of that discrimination, divisions of the past continue to define and impact it on our society and its ability to move forward. This legacy of our past persists today in the forms of inequality, racism, racial and gender-based poverty and underdevelopment, xenophobia and deep-seated mistrust amongst one another. In the context of this topic, situation in South Africa therefore demonstrates that in its efforts to foster peaceful coexistence and cohesion, parliaments should recognize the unique reality of the historic basis of divisions, intolerance, inco incoherence within our society. In other words, we need to raise the bar in striving for peaceful coexistence and inclusion from the baseline of the country's historical causes. For our part, our current efforts to fight intolerance in South Africa have been based on the following interventions. Creating a platform for dialogue and negotiation, establishing mechanisms for truth and reconciliation, amending or abolishing legislation that promotes intolerance through a democratically elected assembly, and ensuring parliament serves as a public a platform for people's debate. Dialogue, colleagues and negotiations has always served as a basis upon which people resolve challenges. And we believe that the war that is ravaging in different parts of the world can be, issues can be resolved if people were to commit to dialogue and negotiations. There are no winners in a war situation. If anything, at the end of it all, it impacts negatively on women and children of the country's concerned, and it impacts on all of us as the global village. Parliament, therefore, is as government, as, is as a government, is a product of political contestation of power. What it gives us is a combination of public representatives who are a macrocosm of our society and not at all homogeneous. If you cannot be homogeneous in your country, you will not be homogeneous in the global village. And therefore, it is important to be patient, to be tolerant to one another and listen to one another in order to have an understanding. We also need to ensure that 30 seconds, please. concerns and fears of the minorities are taken seriously and not only dismissed because there is a majority view. And therefore, tolerance must also include compromises and realization that if we are to be inclusive, there must be accommodation to ensure decisions by consensus. I thank you.